If you don't know, we've got three-year goals. This is your big moment to catch up. Uh, but a group, all, all of us, uh, all church leaders, um, 12 or 14 of us met in Tonipandi in Wales. Um, and that's a place where vision just, just bubbles up from the ground. So it was a, a great place to work out what our three-year goals or three-year vision is and particularly helpful to have Alan Frau's session a little earlier. So where shall I point this? Oh, there we go. Oh, boy. Okay, hang on. Okay, so uh, we just want to check we're all on the same page and... Move on this one and then play catch up, and then you get too far ahead on that. You think those are the two things we go for. So, planting uh, two D's do <laughs> do one national plant and six regional plants in the next three years. I'll come back and talk about these in detail, more detail in just a second. National means one that we're all very meaningfully involved in sending money and people and hopefully in a larger city um, in the British Isles but just something with 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 real uh, need for us all to be involved six regional plants um, come back to those and a door into Europe an open door some kind of foothold into Europe because we really want to serve that fantastic mainland continent and it needs the gospel and we want to be part of it and we don't know how. Strengthening, uh, in three years we want elders in every church. Now we may not have elders in every church but if we do this one correctly. <laughs> you know, so we'll always be playing catch up and that's what we want. But uh, we want elders in all existing churches, multiplicity of elders. Um, and then another E, an eco, we want a well-rounded, advanced ecosystem. An ecosystem is a, is a system of life. Uh, it's, it's a great thing to be, be part of. So let's break them down. Two, do one national, six regional plants. Tavistock, we're already two down. Tavistock is happening and Weymouth is flip. I was going to say, oh, it's prophetic. It's not. I just made a mistake. Um, <laughs> Tav Tavistock and Falmouth are happening, which is great. Really, really great. There's, this, is, this is huge. We're a two down, four to go of regional plants. Then um, two other advanced guys are prayerful and keen and open and seeking the Lord. He says mysteriously. Um, there may be others I don't know about, but I know of two guys who are probably, probably ready to lead churches in the not-too-distant future who are 
seeking the Lord. There may be others, but that's really exciting. So out of the seven we're shooting for, two are happening, and uh, there's two couples who are just thinking they could be up for, for one in the not-too-distant future, and that there may be others. So I'm really, we're really pleased about this. Um, and ACPC, thanks so much to Corny and friends uh, for that. If we're going to pull this off and do it, to have an advanced church planter uh, track is, is just so important. Yes. Door into Europe. Haven't got a clue. Disappointed we haven't got in there yet. We keep praying, and I'm sure the Lord will give us you know, the privilege of being involved in, in Europe. If you've got any ideas, that's great. We're not going to force the door open. We're going to pray and that the door will open. We're just jealous to be involved in, in Europe. Strengthening. Elders in every church. How does that happen? Prayer. Uh, the Lord raises up leaders of leaders. It's not elder uh, or bust. We, we need leaders at every level of, of church life. But for sustained maturity and mission... Uh, in a church, to have a multiplicity of elders is really important. We need to keep being intentional about it. That means if you aspire to eldership, keep being intentional about that, but don't make it your God because the Lord may not have it for you. We need to be intentional about helping those who think eldership might be in their future explore that and develop towards it, again, without anyone making it an idol. And we need to be patient. Uh, we just have got to work at the Lord's pace on this. No elders are better than the wrong elders. He says sagely. <laughs> uh, ecosystem in advance, see whiteboard. <laughs> we're going to add to it a bit. Okay, so we're developing uh, this, and I'm going to go red first. So, this is your local church, a little steeple, and a bell tower in it, and a nice door. That's a local church. <laughs> and my writing is even worse than my uh, drawing ability. <laughs> this looks like one seriously sick, messed up church. Um, we're just looking at one local church. This dotted line is our advanced partnership. Note it's a dotted line. We're part of the kingdom of God. Uh, we need help from outside. Uh, we help others who are beyond advance, yet we're clear that we are together. Then, what is... What does it mean to be part of the advance movement or partnership? Well, I'm not going to try and say everything, but I'm going to say three things. One of the real joys is brotherhood. And I use that in a unisex sense. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. How do we get brotherhood this rather indefinable uh, or hard to articulate thing but you know when you've got it when you just feel part of something you feel supported you feel loved you feel your gaze is lifted you're caught up in something bigger than just 
just what you're doing locally. It, it happens through intentional participation. Participation in movement life. <laughs> and if the DNA of a movement is reasonable in terms of fellowship and brotherhood, you don't need to work very, very hard at it. You do need to be intentional, but just by joining in, gatherings and then making friends and then picking up on friends and saying, hey, can you come and visit? Hey, can we come and visit you? It's just friend-making. Uh, and that should be a pretty basic skill for church leaders and, and their leadership teams. So, so brotherhood. Then, as trust grows and with some intent, it's great to have helpful, helpful voices into your church. So there's this swirling brotherhood that feels like oxygen to the soul of your church. And it's not that your church, your church should be in, very, in most ways self-sufficient and so on. But you've got brotherhood. Then helpful voices. This is more specific. More specific help for your church than just general brotherhood. There's a lot that happens through brotherhood. And I'm even counting most of what's going on this weekend. A lot of it's in the realm of brotherhood. Um, there's a lot that happens in brotherhood that, that, that's really good, but we, it's hard to realize why it's good. This is more specific. Our church needs help in a certain area. And sometimes we kind of get it for free. Like some of the things Alan was saying this morning, you might have thought that's exactly what our church needs now. Sometimes you don't like get it for free, you don't get lucky, and you need to say um, to uh, some people in, in, the, in the movement, we need help, we, we're struggling with casting vision, should we put numbers to it, should we say we're going after a certain number of people, or, or play, you know, and you put up your hands and you need a helpful voice, and it's, it's asked for, so this helpful voice, these helpful voices are more speaking to the life of your church more specifically, and they are, they can come from inside advance or outside of advance. Please do not only listen to people inside advance. If we only do that, we're going to grow three heads and 12 fingers and four nipples and it'll just get weird very quickly we we really do need outside voices so that can happen through podcasts can happen through to going to other conferences through reading books getting people in it's not just well it's okay if you do that it's warmly encouraged but I don't think you'd be part of advance if you didn't find advance lots of helpful voices in advance as well and there is a certain economy of being part of a movement that comes when you're friends, but you're also helping each other, and we're on mission together, and we share the same doctrine. It's, 
it, it can really become a powerful little package there, as long as this remains a dotted line, and we have people speaking in from the outside as well. It can happen. You can have voices from inside the UK or outside the UK. Um, beware only listening to voices from outside the UK. We can just we we can all run our own nations and cultures down. I think most nations are, actually no Americans like to listen to Americans quite a lot. Um, <laughs> but we don't want to idolise voices from outside uh, our country. But that, it's a real outside out of UK. Out of UK. Okay. Then. I'm going to call this a primary voice with all the caveats that I've said. I feel comfortable using the word primary voice. What does a primary voice into your local church do? Where, where is this voice and care and love particularly helpful? The answer is cats. What would the seat? When is. Thank God for brotherhood. Thank God for helpful voices that you can listen to a conference or call into your church and so on. But when do you really want someone who knows you and your eldership team, is known by your church and church leaders to some degree, there's, there's trust. Where do you particularly want someone who's walked with you a while and knows, knows you? What's the C for? Crisis. When crisis hits... Eldership teams and churches are so grateful. Not of someone who takes the place of an eldership team. Unless something so bizarre and sinister has gone on that eldership team that it can no longer function. That, that is so rare. But it is so valuable for someone from the outside to give perspective, affirmation and wisdom. And if they're known and loved, the perspective that they bring will feel very weighty. So I don't feel I even need to stand up here and say, bring outside authority in. If they're known and loved and respected, there is a natural influence that will be in play. But who leads the local church? The elders do, under Jesus. So in crisis, it's great to have. Uh, what's the A for? Say again. Ooh, that's a good one. Cats. Cats. Okay, very good. Annoyingly good. Um, just, shh. What else could I... No, absolutely right. I, I'm, taking, I'm taking all of this as, as sort of... What else could A be for? Appointments. <laughs> Appointments and accountability. <laughs> um, a, a, appointments, and we're really thinking there of um, elder appointments. I've looked into this, this book that Alan was talking about that I'm working on on eldership. I've look, looked into this a fair bit, and I personally can't make a bulletproof biblical, biblical case for 
having to have someone from the outside to appoint elders. However, I think it's very, very wise to have outside perspective and love and support. And not just in the moment when you're laying hands on, as important as that is, but in the process leading up to it. Um, Think of Paul sending Titus to Crete. Go and appoint elders in every town. And he spoke, Paul spoke to Titus about the work in, in Crete being unfinished and not straight. He mixes his metaphors. It's unfinished and not straight. And if you read uh, the book of Titus, you realize that we're, there were elements of crisis around. So that's quite a good case study for having someone who's particularly involved. It doesn't mean whilst this person's in, involved that there won't still be this and there won't still be that. And sometimes this is actually voices. In fact, I, I think nothing's better than voices. Um, I can think of some churches represented in this room here where they've definitely got a primary voice, but there's another one that they really work together very well. And if you think, well, why don't we have that, your local church? It, it, it's probably a matter of time, timing, trust, because this is even more specific, even more specific input, and it takes trust. It also takes intentionality. It doesn't just happen. You don't just naturally go from there to there to there. Uh, it does take trust and, inten- trust and intentionality. What's the T for? What could the T be for? <laughs> Lost confidence. Transition. What sort of, give us a case study, Stephen Rain, what sort of transitions could we be talking about? First side, different side. And, and why can't the local elders, because they lead the church under the law, why can't they handle that without outside help? Because sometimes around transition issues, there can be conflicts within the team, and it's helpful to have an outside voice. Yeah, it's helpful. You might, you might get through your transition without outside help. I think you're rolling the dice a bit. Um, I've gone through plenty of transitions, some with less outside help than others. Whenever we've had less outside help, it's been bumpier. Whenever we've had outside help, it's, it's been more oiled. Uh, what's the S for? What could the S be for? <laughs> when you're starting out, you don't have elders. You need more outside support, when, usually when you're starting out. The more mature this church, I've never known a church to get to the point of such maturity that it doesn't need this, this, or this. Because I think we're absolutely clear from Scripture that whilst elders lead local churches, they need outside partnership. Ephesians 4, gifts, churches helping churches, different gifts, gifts in the mix. So I don't think we ever outgrow that, that, or that. But the degrees to which we need these things in different seasons does depend on the, the weight and the maturity of the eldership team and the local church. Therefore, um, in terms of ecosystem in advance, and the reason we haven't written books and papers on this exactly is because we don't want it ever to become a, this is the way it has to happen. We want to stick with the biblical principles of brotherhood, 
outside help and undergirding accountability, not heavy oversight, relationship, trust, recognition of gifting. We want all those things that make it feel life-giving and, and wonderful to be in play. But we do develop little diagrams and acronyms and so on to, to help us uh, move forward. Ecosystem in advance, I would say some of us feel like we're just working on this. Keep working on it. And then begin to work on this. And begin to work on this. It might not be sequential. Some of us might not know anyone, but our church is in one of these, or three out of four, or four out of four of these. And you think, I need help. That's great. So this isn't sequential, although it often, certainly in terms of trust, often does go in that direction. So I would say wherever you are, keep moving forward um, in that. And with some intentionality and the help of the Holy Spirit, I think before long, elders and their churches just feel like we are are part of something. We feel known and we know. And uh, there's help, not just when we're in crisis. We don't just want to say, oh, thank God. We're part of advance. If something goes wrong, we've got someone who'll look out for us. There's that, but much more positively than that. We we trust that the Lord uses us as a rocket fuel um, into one another's lives and churches. Alan, Steve, can you add or improve on this? Have I left anything important out? Can I just stand up? Uh, can also help, particularly if you become uh, more mature, is actually to provoke. Um, because sometimes yeah. churches can just kind of, you, you kind of get to a place where it's Good stable one. and it's happening. And, uh, you know, you get, just kind of get content with, you, with a particular level. And having somebody from the outside come in and just kind of provoke the team to believe for more, you know? Cat app. Cats, sap, cats, cats. Yeah. Cats. Yeah. And can I just say, we we really, please don't over audit this because brotherhood helps us through crisis. Part of something. A brotherhood and helpful voices help provoke us. And we start churches with, it's really hard for one church to start another church and to see it come through to maturity. It's not so hard when we do it together. It's still tricky and needs care. And um, often transition can be solved with help from outside. Matt, Pete and Howard, just oh, something we also um, been working with, Matt, Pete and Howard with myself are helping us move towards these goals in the next two or three years. And it's not a team forever. We're all in the Lord's hands, but we're, the, the four of us are being as intentional as we can and help moving us forward. Questions? Suggestions? Pete, Howard, Matt. Others? Generally good? I think it's amazing. <laughs> myself (laughs) one of the the things that Alan helpfully brought up this morning was uh, 
focus on vision, on mission before you get to, to vision. And um, you actually, things feel visionary when you're getting stuff done. So people say that church is full of vision, and actually it's, the church is, is being fruitful, and it, that looks visionary because stuff is happening. And I think for us in, the, in where we've got to in advance, we've spent the last couple of years saying, what are we going to do this? We're going to get going in the UK. Yes, we are. I'm kind of working towards it. And uh, we haven't actually done much together yet. Mm-hmm. And so in that kind of space, we just spend time worrying about what is our direction, how we do this. Once we actually start doing something, things become clear. So having these goals is really helpful. And I think that once we get to the point, particularly of the, of the, of the national together plants, there'll be some great focus we're doing together. And it will, that will give a kind of a, 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 a dynamic to what we're, we're doing, mm. give a clarity to it, will give a sense of vision because stuff is beginning to happen. Mm. And um, practically we're, we're getting to a place where we can do that, not least because we're now getting some money together because churches are giving faithfully now. Yeah. We're building a pot. That means we're actually going to be able to resource some church plants and stuff happening over the next couple of years. So this really excites me because I think we, we, we've got a shape now of how we can work. We, are, we will get some stuff going and I think the whole thing will begin to pick up speed and we'll have a better sense of who we are together because we're getting some stuff done. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that happening soon. Excellent. A- any questions particularly on clarity? Like, Please don't feel you're foolish asking anything. I- I'm interested in Philippians uh, 2 when Paul talks about unity, one church, one faith, one spirit, and so on, he, he refers to being of the same mind twice. He doesn't over-spiritualize it. He speaks about being of one mind in two different places in those few verses. So, so developing common vocab or vocab that we understand, understanding with our minds, okay, this is the direction we're going in. It, it is important. Any questions of clarity? Great. Okay. Uh, we have got um, 10 minutes of prayer now, and then we're going to come back to prayer and prophecy in about an hour's time once we've had a few small things. Could I, um, just in these few minutes now, I think rather than getting into prayer, because we'll pray later, can I just do a mini teaching on corporate prayer just to fuel us a bit for when we pray later this evening and tomorrow? I find that there's three ways to pray. Well, obviously, when you're praying alone by yourself, you can just do it how you like. When we're together, we want some kind of common understanding because it's something we're doing together. Uh, the first way of praying is one person out loud, so sort of front-led. So that might be, uh, you know, we're, we've done this, I'll give you a real live example. We're praying for financial strength in churches and maybe we're praying in groups or something but then we ask someone to end off often we throw the ball to Ben Davis because he's got the gift of faith generally and he's got particular faith in finance and Ben and Mo have lived lives of financial generosity and you just think you know if you want a crack troop to lead lead you in prayer on that issue you ask Ben to lead When he's leading, or whoever it is leading, I find it helpful not to listen as much as get inside the prayer, and if Ben's praying here, I'm like praying the same thing a millisecond behind him. So I'm not just generally listening and I'm going to say amen at the end. When Ben says, oh God, I'm going, oh God. Uh, (laughs) Oh God. 
gods, give us, uh, and, and he'll be saying, Father, we pray that elders have faith. And I'll, I'll be going, yes, I'll, for that phrase, I'll be going, yes, Lord, I pray for that. And I might even mutter something uh, to keep me inside us. But yes, I pray for that, Lord. Yeah, I pray. Yes. You know, and you, you might be less of an external processor, so you, can, you might need to speak less. But I also, if I'm near Ben and he's praying, I kind of want him just to hear I'm with him. And I'm agreeing with this prayer. There's, 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 a, there's apparent agreement in, in prayer. So we don't switch off when someone's leading. We're agreeing. And sometimes the prayer from the front so captures us that you find almost everybody is drawn into the second time type of prayer, which is all together, out loud. <coughs> so sometimes someone's praying and he just, he or she hits like a a vein of faith that we all rise to and we all just start praying out loud and the person at the front has to pray even louder or just shuts up because we've all been launched into prayer. And all, all together out loud is a little weird the first 30 times you do it. <laughs> um, it's like you're, bit, you're at a football match together, you're watching the game and everyone in the crowd is is saying something out loud in the same direction but slightly different but you're praying for the same thing and some are just cheering come on come on come on oh god please do that some are praying in tongues you don't quite know what they're praying and others are saying very specific things back to the football analogy like come on move forward move for move for push the ball wide push and whilst that person is saying push the ball wide someone next to them is saying we need more passion come on Arsenal, and no, uh, yeah, and you're, the crowd's all doing that together, and we don't actually think it's weird. So socially, it is okay to do that. When we pray out loud all together, it's the closest I get to it in the scriptures. They lifted their voices together with one accord. Um, you're all just going for it. It only really works when everyone does it as a, at a sufficient volume. Otherwise, it's a bit cringe, and it actually defaults back to this. The loudest person in the room dominates, and we all just sort of shut up and have to join in there. So it's, it's really important that there's a good general volume, and if in doubt, go louder, not softer, and every, everyone be pulled up. You've got to pray loud enough so you can hear your own thoughts and voice, even though this is happening uh, around you. This one is particularly economical. Uh, uh, sorry, this one is particularly economical, because we're all really praying all at the same time. This one is good if you're, you need to wrap up or someone's particularly gifted in that form of prayer. And then there's one more, groups of twos and threes. I really favor twos and threes rather than fours and fives because in our kind of prayer meetings, you're not in groups for very long, usually in groups for a few minutes. And we really want everyone to have a chance to pray. You know, there's not much point in praying together if, not praying together when we say we're praying together. So twos and threes are great. In this one, we get into twos and threes. You've got to pray loud enough so that the rest of your group can hear. Um, you need to be socially aware enough not to pray too long. So I was in a group a few weeks ago. Ash, were you with me with that lady who was praying? Who, say again? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we're in a group. We're in an inter-church evening on race and reconciliation. And she was so sweet, this dear old lady, she prayed first, 
and she took up the four or five minutes that we were praying for as a group. And, you know, we, we joined in, but we all felt a bit peeved, really, that she just went on, on and on and on. The, f- the, the flip side of that is we don't want to formularize prayer, and sometimes you'll feel a particular burden, and, and you know, you must, you must then go for it. Um, so, yeah, short enough, in groups enough. And when, when, you're, when you're in groups, um, like if we're praying for this in groups, if someone prays for Tavistock... Just give a little pause once they've finished to see if someone wants to pray for either Falmouth or Weymouth. Because it's, you know, often it's good if you start on a particular track, especially with our Western minds, you want to, it's satisfying to stay on that same track rather than just completely bounce around. But again, uh, there's no rules um, on that one. And I did think of one other tip on here. Um, Oh, yeah. I recommend, unless the Shekinah glory of the Lord falls in this place, which I'm very open to, the record, Father. Um, If, unless that happens, I wouldn't leave long gaps between prayers. I'd leave two to three seconds. Keep the momentum up. A group of us went out for a meal last night and we stood around having drinks before we sat down. And there was such a buzz in the room. And I was part of a couple of little groups. And I'm... I say something, and then I'm just finishing off, and Matt, kind of even before I've finished, he says his bit, and then um, Mike from Newcastle's, or Joel, so it, the conversation was just buzzing. That's very different from when it's a bit socially awkward. You know, when you say something, you stop. <laughs> and then someone else goes, hmm, oh, that reminds me, or, you know. <laughs> and it saps life from the, the conversation. I think there's a, just that kind of dy- it's social dynamic in a, in a prayer meeting, but there's also the less definable faith dynamic, you know, when you want to be so eager to pray. We want to be a, a group of people where you have to fight to get your prayer in. Still, you're sensitive to others, but you, you, we just want that. We love to pray, and we go, go hard at it. So that's some prayer tips that we will do later.